Welcome to the podcast, Fibromyalgia Real Solutions with Amanda Love. My name's Amanda Lisa Love, and I'm a registered holistic nutritionist who works with fibromyalgia. And today's guest is Vanessa. So welcome to the show. Hi, well, thank you for having me, Amanda. It's such an honor and pleasure to be on here. Yeah, we're both in Arizona. Yes, you're in the cooler area, which is nice in the mountains. <laughs> I just am in the valley where everything's surrounded by mountains. <laughs> So tell me, I want to start with your story. Oh boy, where do we begin? My goodness. So you guys are all about fibromyalgia and stuff like that. I have a few autoimmune conditions. So back in 2007 was when I was finally diagnosed. I was having all kinds of crazy just symptoms. I'd be passing out. I, people thought I had, cause I grew up in Chicago. If you, you'll start to hear the Chicago accent come out. Um, but they thought that I had hay fever and I had allergies and just having low blood pressure was normal. And so we had gone to a lot of different doctors and my mom was studying to be a naturopath. And so she was trying all she could. And, um, finally, when she went to school for naturopath, she got some more connections and we, um, she's like, here, why don't you sit down with them? And any of you guys who have used natural pass, it's not like you go into the office for a 15 minute visit. It's you sit down there for a couple hours and they go over every area of your life, like everything from food to sleep, to environment, to relationships in terms of like family relationships in terms of, terms of um, romantic relationships. I mean, you name it, they go over it all. <laughs> and so it's very in depth. And then they don't even give you anything to do until they've gone back and evaluated everything you guys you've talked about. So we went to this one. Um, well, I went to this one and went over all of that stuff and, um, She's like, let's get some tests run. Let's kind of see where things are at. I kind of have a feeling, but I don't want to tell you anything, which I really appreciated. She's like, I don't want to really tell you anything about what I think you might have until we get some lab reports back. They ran um, hormones. They ran adrenals. They ran um, the regular CMP panels, things like that. And I came back and she's like, so um, you have really, really low, almost non-existent cortisol levels. And I was like, well, what does that mean? Right. This is in 2000. And this was like 2006 when we were doing this. I'm like, I, I don't know what that means. I mean, this was back before inter, I mean, internet was starting out and all those things, but I'm like, I have no idea. And she's like, well, basically your adrenals create cortisol and stuff like that and help you manage stress. Are you stressed out in any way? You know, I mean, I know we talked about it and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I've got a corporate job. I'm going into my MBA program. I volunteer and do this and that, and all these things that I had going on. And it's just, that was, that was my life. I enjoyed that type of stuff. And she's like, so what we can see from all the different other um, results of the tests is that you have an adrenal insufficiency where your body literally cannot create any cortisol. And it's not something that you can just like fix. It's something now that you can manage for the rest of your life. And she goes, it's called Addison's disease. And I was like, okay, again, what does this mean? And she goes, it's not something that we can supplement with. It's not something that you can just say here, take an herb or manage with your diet. She goes, we literally have to give you medication and us naturopaths don't, we believe in, you know, doing all the other things first. But in this case, you literally need the cortisol to live. So they put me on a high dose of prednisone first mm -hmm. to get me up to the levels that I needed. And 
it was the best thing ever because I actually slept for like 16 hours straight and I hadn't slept much in a long time because my body was just constantly going and just couldn't stop. And, um, once we got to the point, they actually kept me on prednisone way too long, to be honest with you. I got like puffy face. It looked like I was like this big blowfish. Um, yeah, it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. And they started playing around with a bunch of different supplements. And that's just kind of how it, it goes in the chronic illness community and the autoimmune community. It's like, you try this, see if it works. Okay. That didn't work. Then, you know, then they saw in my hormone panel, my thyroid was off. And so they gave me a thyroid supplements to start off with. And that like made me all kinds of crazy the first like day. And I was at work and it's like, try sitting in a meeting at work with your boss and your colleagues. And you're like, what in the world's going on right now? Like I have so much energy. And then like two minutes later, you'd be like, I need to go take a nap. Um, so we played around with a little for a little bit. Then we, after I was on the prednisone for a while, I was like, something's not right. Like, do I really, should I have puffy face? Like, and they're like, no, we probably have been too high of a dose. I'm like, can I get off of it? Is there something else? Um, and so they said, okay, well, let's try hydro hydrocortisone. And so we got on hydrocortisone again, we played around with the timings of it, the amounts of it. And it's really, as you guys all know, it, it's really frustrating going through that whole process. Cause you're like, shouldn't there just be like a template basically for here, you have this disease, you take this and boom, you're done. But right. the cool thing is we all have these beautiful bodies that we've been created and designed. And yes, they're the same, but they're all different at the same time. So I don't envy any doctor, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> No way, shape or form. So we got me on the right dosages at the right times. Um, Then we started playing around with other supplements I had because I had low blood pressure. We found out, okay, low iron. So there's just so many things that we played around with. Um, We finally got things stable. They said, okay, um, whatever you do, don't ever fast. (laughs) Like your body can't handle not having specific nutrients. Um, Back at that time, there wasn't like the whole like gluten-free craze, grain-free, all this dairy, like none of that stuff. So no one even taught me how to eat. I was a runner. And so I was like, I'm just looking at the running magazines and I'm going to eat all these like (laughs) fat-free, low fat foods, you know, medium protein type thing, which was fine, but it actually caused me, um, in college to have like, um, what is it? I can't even think of what it's called when you, um, don't have your period. And so I didn't have that too on top of it. And then I had Uh people telling me like, you can't ever have kids because now you don't ever get your period and you have these, this disease and you're too thin. I had, I've had endocrinologists tell me you're too thin to have Addison's disease. Cause once people get diagnosed with Addison's disease and get put on, um, the medications, they gain weight. I've, I mean, my wrists are so thin. Like it's gross. You know, I, I grew up in an Italian and German family and they're like, you're so thin. I'm like, do, and does anyone go up to people and say, you're so fat? Like, no, that's like, <laughs> you no. just don't do that. So we thought we had things all under control. I was just eating how I thought I was going to eat supplementing, you know, getting the medication from my NMD, um, who could prescribe medication and go in for annual biannual checkups here and there to make sure everything was good. Um, there'd be a few times I actually went through where the first a year and a half that I was diagnosed and many people go through this. I'm finding out as I'm learning more and more about the autoimmune community is you think, why me? Why do I have this? Like, I thought I was a runner. I worked out. I was eating healthy. I was thin. There was no way I could have a disease, a rare disease of, of yeah. that. 
And so I actually was like, I don't need this medication. I had stopped taking it for a couple of days, ended up in the ER, passed out, you know, <laughs> thank goodness I was around people. So it wasn't like I was by myself. Um, my mom jokes that I have nine cat lives and that's one of these days I'm actually going to die if I don't, if I do that again, which I haven't in years, by the way. So we won't do that again, but it was, you just mentally, you go through your head to like, why me? Yeah. Why me? And it, it took me, no joke. It took me about 10 years to be like, okay, you know what? why me? That's not the case. There's, there's people who have cancer. There's people who have all other kinds of conditions physical that you can visibly see physically and that are yeah. internal, right? Like a lot of us, we have these invisible chronic illnesses where it's people are like, you're tired all the time. Yes. I'm flipping tired all the time. <laughs> you're, you're in pain. Yes. I'm in pain. Like, do I want to be like it? No, but it, we, we tend to be like, do I say anything? Do I not say anything, especially if you're like an introvert, like I am. And I think Amanda, we discussed that you are too. It's like, okay, do I want to tell them at the last minute again, that I can't and don't want to go hang out because I'm not feeling good. And I'm just kind of like, I want to go sit in a hole. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah. So fast forward to 2017, um, I was married and we had already had our first son. I was pregnant with my second son and um, first pregnancy went great. Second pregnancy, I just was like, I wasn't sick or anything like that. None of my, none of my pregnancies, we were sick or anything like that. I just wasn't feeling right. And the first one, my doctor, my OB had said, just come off the hydrocortisone, not a big deal. Baby, it's gonna pass through the placenta. We don't want anything going to the baby. I'm like, okay, well, I've heard that my first pregnancy, who am I going to trust? An OB who has 30 years plus experience or myself who's never had a kid, right? <laughs> Type thing. So went through that. Um, and the first delivery was fine. Just a little bit, a little blood pressure. Um, all good. Second one, I was like, I think I should probably take a little something. Just something in me was like, I should probably take a little hydrocortisone, keep myself going. And thank goodness I did. Um, delivered him fine. He was kind of a crabby baby still kind of is, but <laughs> four years later, but, um, so he, uh, when I came out, I had ended up having postpartum depression. No one really talks about it. They're like, Oh, if you feel just sad, if you feel, you know, blah, blah, just kind of talk to your OB. And you, it's like, well, are you supposed to feel like this? Or are you not? Is it the autoimmune? Is yeah. it the autoimmune? Is it the baby? Is it, I'm just a mom with two kids. What is it? Right. right. So, and a lot of times too, do I have a cold? Right. I mean, as we all know, with like autoimmune conditions too, it's like a cold can have the same, can have similar symptoms to the things that we feel when we have flare ups when we're inflamed and whatnot. And so it's really hard to like go through, like, what are all these things? So that's what I was going through. I'm like, do I talk to my doctor? Do I not like, mm, whatever. And so we had some tests run. Cause I had finally had said something and say, I just don't, I don't think I'm fully depressed, but I'm not sure what's going on. And we ran it and we found out I had Hashimoto's. My thyroid antibodies were through the roof. They were, well, they weren't through the roof. So a normal person has less than 60 is should be their number. And mine were over 200. Wow. So I was like, well, not would what does that have to do with anything? I have no idea. Once again, I'm, I can't even sleep much. So how could, what am I supposed to do? You know? And they're like, okay, well, you have to remove gluten. You got to remove dairy. And I was, I had already removed dairy because for some reason it was just, I was struggling with breastfeeding and um, figure out that was it. Um, 
And then they said, remove soy, because that's a big thing with Hashimoto's. And I was like, all right, that's, that doesn't sound too bad. And still, this was still, you know, four years ago where gluten-free wasn't as good tasting. <laughs> I mean, it was like, you buy a mix and you're like, like gross. Oh, or bad. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'll just not have like pastries and stuff or whatever. And then we also did a food intolerance test. Cause I was like, I'm not feeling too hot still even removing all of that. Like, and my antibodies weren't going down. And so we did a food intolerance test and found out I couldn't have eggs either. And I was like, well, crap. Like, what do you have for <laughs> breakfast? Like I can't, I already removed oatmeal and all the pancakes and all that junk. Like now what? And so I, no joke, went through like two weeks of crying and like this stinks. And my mom's like, just have, open a can of tuna. I'm like, I wanted to awesome. tell her, like give her the middle finger and say, no, sorry. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> She's like, we have for lunch and dinner. Why not? And I'm like, you don't have this problem. Just zip it. <laughs> but we all go through those things because there's like, don't take this. Don't eat this. Don't do that. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, then you realize there's actually so many other foods out there that you actually can eat that we just don't think don't about. think about, no. Yeah. Um, so then I, I went through that, that battle of postpartum. They gave me a very small dose of antidepressants just to kind of level me off so I could think and get some rest. And then we pulled me off. Um, they actually pulled me off. I found out I was pregnant with my third son. That was not planned. We used every level of protection we thought we could. And we're like, oh goodness, now what? Three under the age of three. Wow. Not one. Yeah, that was a lot, lot going on. A lot for my body to handle too. So I've got the Addisons. I've got the Hashimoto's. I've got two kids already and pregnant. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, why me? I'm sitting here like, God, why me? Why? Like, what in yeah. the world is going on here? Um, I had a husband who was... Um, you know, he was at work all day. I'm in here with the kids. Family is, I'm in Arizona right now. Family is back in Illinois. All family, both sides were like, this is awesome. Great support, all those things. So it's like, how do I tell people like that I'm struggling and I need help when all they hear, and you guys can all relate. And I know this because I've talked to so many people in the community over the years. It's like, how do you tell people that I'm tired and I need help. Right. And if you give me a little bit of that support, I can be amazing for a period of time throughout the day. Like we all know with autoimmune conditions, like you can't be top notch every day, all day. It is not possible. And if you are for one day, how many of us are down and out for like three or four or five or whatever days after? <laughs> it's like... Let's go take the time. We don't, we need the breaks. Yeah, we do. We absolutely do. And, you know, for example, this past year, my father-in-law was out and he's like, out from Illinois. And he's like, oh, we're going to go and do it with the kids. And hey, we're all going to go to the zoo one day. And I was like, oh, okay, this will be fun. I told my husband the night before, I said, just so you know, I'm able to do it. But when we come home, I'm going to be sore. I'm going to be tired and I'm going to need a few days to recuperate. So I'm going to need your help. And so this is where like the communication comes in. So, you know, what I always suggest is our personalities. We all have different types of personalities, right? I, I say there's four different like main types of personality. Like we have, you know, you can talk about like the Myers-Briggs was like how many different ones, like 16 plus. Wow. Like, I, I don't even like, I'm like, who cares if you're an ENFJ 
tea, a whatever you like, what does that do for me? Or if you're, um, you know, the Enneagrams, there's like nine different types of Enneagrams and wing this and that. And it's like, make it simple. So like I've worked tirelessly over the last couple of years of working with, um, this lady, Danny Johnson, she's a, a coach and my friend, Kristen here in Chicago. And she's like, she calls them the gems. And I love it because each one of us is that like gem, like a, you think of a diamond, like if you pick up a diamond in the wild, it does not look like a diamond. Like it needs yeah. work. <laughs> it needs a lot of work, just like all of us. Right. So she has the gem. She has sapphire, ruby, emerald, and pearl. And you think about all those in the wild and they need to be worked on, but they're also beautiful too. They're so beautiful and they're precious gems to each as of each one of us. So like, for example, you've got a sapphire is someone who is fun and vibrant and extroverted and loud in their hair and their clothing and their accessories. And I've got a, my husband is, and so is one of my kids. They don't <laughs> stop talking and they're always late. They don't stop talking. They're, they always got in trouble growing up in school and things like that, right? It's the kids, right? Schools were not designed for that type of personality, right? Yeah. It's like, sit down, shut up, right? <laughs> and do your work. And they're like, but that's who I was created to be. But they're the best like promoters. They're the best ones. They're the ones who give you those words of encouragement and lift you up and, and all those things are amazing. And then you've got the Pearl who is like a lighter version of the Sapphire. They still talk a lot but they're more on the introverted side in terms of like, they care more about people. Like they are passionate about a cause where like a Sapphire is passionate about, they're, they're like motivated by fun. Like anything, I have to tell my husband, like everything is fun. Hey, Rick, sweetie, we're going to do finances. It's going to be so much fun. And he's like, okay, like a dog, like a dog, right? Jumping up and down, like, yay, type thing. Right. <laughs> so then you've got the Pearl, right? Who is motivated by acts of like service, and they just care so much about people. I call them kind of like the hippies because they're the ones who are like, have a soft non-binding clothing. They want all the natural organic products. And we're all a bit of these in every way. Right. I, I like to do all the natural and stuff too, but I'm not a pearl. And they don't want to dye their hair because they want it to be natural and don't want to affect it. They, they really want to just serve people. If you ask them like what they do for their jobs or what they like about their jobs, I love people. I love people right when they're they're the ones who are like when you're watching someone up on stage like at at church or an event or something they're thinking about oh my goodness are they it's the clothing they're wearing all those shoes are they comfortable do they need something to drink right those type of people and those are beautiful people right the only thing with those type of people is they're so loyal and they're so giving that they pretty much like if they own their own business or something, or they have a family member in need, they're always giving. And then they usually don't make any money because they're not yeah. <laughs> give so much. Right. Then you have the emerald, which I'm an emerald is my main one. So we have a primary and secondary. The emerald is very detail oriented, very organized, very data driven, typically like the engineers, accountants, things like that um, tend to be can be CEOs of companies, things like that. They, um, their clothing is useful. So they're the ones I, I left. My father-in-law is definitely an emerald and, um, he has corduroy pants from like back in the seventies that they still fit. (laughs) They're not, they're coming back in styles. What he tells me, I'm like, but your knees and your butt is worn. (laughs) He's like, they're useful. Why would I buy something else? They still fit. That's how like an emerald thinks. Um, 
they typically are the ones like when you open up a box of something that you get from Amazon or store or something like that, or like Christmas with the kids. Oh my gosh, it drives me nuts. Like my husband being a Sapphire, he just opens it up, opens it up and the instructions, if they're there, he might look at them if there's pictures because pictures are fun. Right. And then I'm like, okay, wait, we got to get inventory of everything. Carefully untape the boxes because if we have to return anything, we want to make sure we didn't damage it. So we get full refund or full replacement type thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we inventory all of that type of stuff, um, but we can come at people pretty harsh. And so that's, that's a challenge with an emerald. Then you have rubies. They're motivated by money and challenges. So these are the people that will spend their entire paycheck on that like Louis Vuitton bag or those $400 pair of jeans just because of how it looks and the brands and those things. They have very um, professional like clothing. You know, if they go to the gym, they're only wearing like Nike. Like they have to have the Nike shirt with the Nike pants, with the Nike shoes and socks and all the things, <laughs> right? So, but it's really cool knowing all those personalities because let's say for example, like I'll use myself, me being an emerald and having a chronic illness and my husband being a sapphire, right? we've got heads a lot because we're exact opposites, Yeah. right? I come at him with data and he's basically like, I don't care, right? He comes at me with fun and I'm like, okay, but- we can do that later. Like that's, I don't care type thing. So we have to learn. So when I come to him, here's some tips. Like if you have, if you related to any one of those personalities, let's say you related to the Emerald and you have a spouse, that's a a Sapphire. um, I have to explain to him in fun terms, like, Hey, sweetie, if you let me take a nap for the next hour so I can rejuvenate. If any of you guys have heard of the spoon theory, um, have you heard of it, Amanda? So we have in the chronic illness community, you have X amount of spoons throughout the day. So like taking a shower may use up two of your spoons, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I'll tell them like, Hey, in order to rejuvenate my spoons and I need the rest. So if you give me an hour nap, we can go do something fun. Or if you're married, it's like, then we can have sex because my spoons are rejuvenated. Right. (laughs) So then it's something fun for them. And so then let's say you're a sapphire and you have a chronic illness and you're like, I want, I just want to go out and have fun. And I've got a spouse who's like very organized and disciplined. And I'm like, you'd say, Hey, Oh, sweetie, I just want to have so much fun. But here in order to have fun, like I need the rest. Yes. Mm -hmm. But here, here's the, if I get X amount of sleep, then we can do X amount of things and it's going to cost X amount of money, right? That's a sapphire talking to an emerald. And it's, it takes a while to get used to. Or for example, if you are a pearl and you're like, I just, I need my rest. I need to rejuvenate. And let's say you have a ruby husband or wife and they're like driven by money and go, go, go. And they're the ones who get burned out by the, the most, by the way, which that's my secondary one. Um, you just tell them, hey, you know what? We can go, time is money. I know time is money to you because that's really important to a ruby. Like time is money. Yeah. If I just get this one hour of sleep, guess what? We can do, like I will have more energy and we can make double the money in the next hour that I'm awake. Right. So those type of little things that you do and just comment on another way to communicate that we have done in our house before too. And I heard this, I can't remember what book it was in. Yeah. It was like an introverted book. And it was like, I was learning about like introverted moms and stuff. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, I have two kids and a husband who are extroverted and I just want to go hide in a hole. Like how do people do it? <laughs> like, 
any space. Um, but they had said too, and I think I saw this in like a, a Spoonie thing or whatever too, is they took um, a picture frame or a pillow or something like that. And we used a, a picture frame with an arrow that pointed, you know, you could draw it up, down, whatever. But when I was not feeling so hot and I just needed that break and I just, it's hard for us to communicate sometimes with words or we're just so tired of telling people we're tired and need rest and things like that. Yeah, we're getting is, tired of it. Yeah, you just get so tired of it as we put it on the refrigerator and with a magnet, we said, okay, so here's the thing. When the arrow is facing down, I'm not in such a good spot right now. So if you could, and we only had like this meeting once type thing and it worked and the kids understood too. It was very simple for the kids. When it's facing down, give mommy space, give me space so I can rest. I'm just having a rough day. When it was pointing up, then I was like, okay, I'm able to do some more things. I have a little bit more energy. So it was a really good visual, even for friends who were coming over to the house, we explained it to them and said, Hey, yeah, here's the situation. If it's down, I change it throughout the day, you know, just keep an eye on it. We did, I usually did. It was like breakfast, lunch, and dinner and dinner. We know it was always down. <laughs> it was like always, always worn out. Like don't talk to me type thing. I should say always most of the time, but yeah. it really helped with communicating to people because it's, right? Even communicating to our doctors. It's like, I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired of being worn out. I'm tired of not feeling good. I'm tired of, you know, if you have like IBS or something like that, I'm tired of being in the freaking bathroom all day. Like, <laughs> right. I'm tired. I can't get out of bed. I want to go do things. I want to have a, you know, vibrant life and I can't do it. How do I do it? And so if you like with a doctor, for example, I always recommend having a, a checklist of like, what do I want to accomplish? before I go into the meeting, because I, I've got a friend who is an advocate for people between like doctors and insurance companies and helping save money. And she told me this and I was like, no way. Yes way. No way. And I tried it out. You have 18 seconds to capture the doctor's attention before they start pushing their agenda on you. Wow. Because they want to make the most of the meeting too. You have lab results here. I'm going to tell you what lab results, blah, blah, blah. But let's say you don't really care too much about the lab results. You have something else that maybe happened today or yesterday and you want to discuss it. You're paying for that meeting. You have 18 seconds to grab their attention. So when we're, I mean, I don't know how many times you two, I mean, when you're like talking to the doctor, you're like, I'm just so tired. I can't remember what I wanted to talk about. And then you get off the call or out of the, the office and you're like, wait a minute. I forgot. Yeah. You're like, I forgot. But what, what was that? What just happened? And now here's a bill. <laughs> right. Well, and the doctors don't spend that much time with us anyway. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, here's 15 minutes of my time and here's a thousand dollars. No, if you're paying a thousand dollars for 15 minutes, don't go to that doctor, by the way. No, but it's like, you. they don't even, sometimes they don't even look at you as you're doing your appointment. Mm-hmm. So it's like, have it written down. I mean, even just like, I have a checklist too that, you know, I can send you to send, you know, have to people for the show notes. And it's like, here's just, here's the date of the appointment. Here's what I wanted to discuss. And here's the results of it, what I'm supposed to do. Then you have a written log. So when you're like, let's say you have an appointment in the afternoon, like for me, afternoons are not the best for me and evenings because I'm already exhausted by that, that time of day, mornings are best. So the next morning I can look at it and be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to do. And then I'm able to take that information and me being a data person, I can communicate that to my husband. 
and say, Hey, and do it the right way. Now I ain't going to say that you're going to do it perfectly every time by the way, but say, Hey, okay, sweetie, look at, this is what we have to do now. How can, how do you think you can help? Right. We always have the, the theory. If anyone has uh, watched the show, new Amsterdam, I don't know. Have you watched it, Amanda? Yeah, I've watched Love it because he's always saying, how can I help? How can I help? So we sit there and we're like, how can I help? How can I help? How can I help? Even though it's like, Vanessa needs a nap again, but it's like, here, <laughs> here's the, right. Here's the information that I got from the doctor. And my husband would be like, okay, well, how can I help? Sometimes it's nothing like, Hey, just, I need to process the information. It was a bad set of results or something or whatever it might be. Or other times it's like, Hey, actually I just, can I just have like a hug or high five? Let's do a high five. Cause you like fun things like, <laughs> like, yay, it was good this time. Or, you know, maybe we can take out a supplement that I don't have to pay for anymore, whatever it may be. So, you know, I, I totally recommend doing that. It really helps with the communication because otherwise we just go through our chronic illness life, our autoimmune condition life, like in a brain fog half the time, like what just happened? And then I'm trying to communicate to people, but the only thing that comes out of my mouth and the facial expressions that I have is I'm tired. I'm worn out. Yeah. And we don't want to live life like that. So if we can start to acknowledge how other people were created, how, first of all, ourselves were created, and then like how other people were created and learn how to communicate communication, like saves all I'm telling you, it helps you make more money. It helps you communicate your autoimmune conditions. It helps you with your children too. me understanding, like my children's personalities and being able to communicate my issues and them communicate their issues to me. It, it really under, helps me understand how to motivate them. Right. I got my oldest kid, he's an emerald and he just wants to check things off a list. So I give him a list and he loves it and he gets stickers and he gets rewards and he loves that stuff. Now I do that for my middle child and he basically, he gives me the middle finger and walks away basically, right? It's like, oh, yeah, not going to work for me, mom. But if we do something and make it fun, like we hop around like a bunny, right? And <laughs> then that's all fun. The oldest one's like, that's stupid, right? <laughs> so you have to do it differently. And then I, I communicate to them even too, they're, you know, they're all under the age of six still. I'm able to communicate to them in the different ways if like mommy's tired. Like Ethan is my oldest one. I'm like, hey, Ethan, mommy's tired. Like right now I'm like, hey, here's a, a th list of things that you and your brothers can do right now. Go do it. And then afterwards, you know, let's evaluate what you did and how well you did it. And you can get some stickers for it. He is excited beyond. And he usually does more than what he asked, right? The middle one, Dominic, it's like, Okay, Dami, mommy's really tired. Can you, you know, let's go have you build something fun and exciting and you can color and do all these things and you can help me in the kitchen. He loves to cook too. After mommy takes a nap, can you respect that and let mommy take a nap? Yes. And then the youngest one, hey, Asher, can you cuddle with me? He's like a big cuddler. He's like, oh, how sweet. Oh, mommy, I want to protect you. Things like that. So he's like the, he's a, a sapphire pearl. So he's like, he's loud. He is loud, but he really cares about people. And he just wants to sit there. Like he came up to me the other day and I wasn't having like a super rough day. I was just kind of staring out the window thinking, kind of going through some things. He came up to me and put his little hand on my back and started rubbing my back. He goes, mommy, I'm here for you. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. So everyone learning how to communicate with each other just really bridges the gap between how we should be interacting with each other in general. Right.
And it's just really cool because these are skills that you can use, not just in communicating your autoimmune conditions, but in communicating things like in the workplace. Even if you don't have an autoimmune condition or a chronic illness, these things can be helped in your family, in your community, in your workplace, in your church, and all these different places that you have relationships. I mean, I don't know about you, but I think we were designed to be around people. <laughs> right? yeah, we, were. <laughs> we were. So yeah, that's just a few things that we, you know, you guys can all learn about um, communicating in order to just make, to be honest, to be selfish, to make your <laughs> life easier <laughs> <right>? <laughs> with all of this. It's yeah. You gave some great tips about like, you just need to figure out what everybody's type is. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, you don't need to make it all fancy. I'm not downing any of the other personality tests and things like that out there, but it's hard to remember any of those. You make it simple. I mean, four things, yeah. right? And they haven't failed me yet in terms of dealing with clients or relationships and meeting new people. I'm able to now literally look at a person, have them say like two words to me. And I'm like, I know what personality you are and able to just mirror them. Cause if I come at me being an Emerald, if I come at a Sapphire, we'll say, and being very like direct and blah, 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 they're going to close off right? and they're not going to want to help me. Right. And yeah. vice versa. Whereas like, if my husband, like him being a Sapphire, if he comes at me like, ah, like this is fun. Yay. I'm going to be like, what is wrong with you? What drug are you on? Right. <laughs> type thing yeah, yeah. or the same thing if I come like like that like high energy at a pearl they're gonna be like I'm scared oh my goodness and they're gonna start crying basically you know if you come at a ruby like very soft and quiet like a pearl they're gonna be like um you're wasting my time right time is money so you just yeah. really have to learn and understand love people for who they are by mirroring them so like when I'm talking to my husband I have to have a little bit more energy and that wears me out a little bit and he understands it and respects it when I'm talking to someone who's a Ruby, I have to do the same thing. I have to be like, okay, quick to the point. They don't want a long story. Mm -hmm. Right. And a Pearl wants a long story and wants to be hugged and touched and all this stuff. So it's like, you just, then they just, they respond to you better and you build better relationships with people. And then when you truly do need something, like for example, um, I was having a rough couple of weeks and had communicated to my other business partner in, in my career coaching business that it's like, Hey, I'm having some rough weeks. I need to take like a little break from that, blah, blah, blah. And one of his best friends, um, we were working with on closing a property actually just sent me today, this huge, like gourmet gift basket with, with all the foods that I could eat. And I was like, that was a really nice gesture. Like, so sweet, right. And so when you build those relationships and you open up and that's what I encourage you guys to do too, is when you're communicating, don't just say like you're tired and things like that, but like get to know other people just a little bit and share your story. And that's what I know you do here on this podcast too, Amanda, is like to help people yeah. share their story because we need to hear people's stories. We need to understand that's, you know, I used to do this back when I was in corporate world is put on the, I'm strong. I can do it all. I, yeah. I've got some autoimmune conditions, whatever I can handle it. And what happens is we put a mask on, right? It's like going to a mask party. It's like, we put this mask on like, oh, this beautiful person has it all together. And then we break down behind the walls of our own home. And we don't want that to happen. So when we open up a little bit, now don't verbally vomit on people. 
<laughs> like, here I have all this, blah, blah, blah. But share just a little bit to help out, okay? Because it's just going to be huge in building relationships with people. That's perfect because I'm all about like sharing your story because I think people want to hear your story mm -hmm. and they love honesty from you. Absolutely. And, and I wish I would have had more honesty in the, not necessarily like honesty, but just openness about what I was going through in the workplace, because like my bosses knew and HR knew, but that was it. Like coworkers didn't know, employees didn't know. Um, it, it didn't even wear a medical ID bracelet back then. I just, I'll handle it type thing. And that's, that just wasn't, it didn't help me. I think it hurt me a lot more and could have for, you know, put, propelled me forward in the workplace in relationships a lot sooner than now um, by opening up to people. Cause we all have something we're struggling with, whether you have an autoimmune condition or chronic illness, or you have, you know, other issues, depression, anxiety, we all have, if y'all didn't have one of those things in 2020, um, you're lying to yourself in the whole world, right? <laughs> right? I, I think, I think we never know what people are struggling with. Mm -hmm. I think we're all afraid to say something like, well, we'll be seen as weak yeah. or, um, seen as like a nobody or worthless or things like that. And that's not true. It's, we were created specific. No one was created perfect. I don't even know what that definition is, even though I, I don't know. I'm a struggling perfectionist, but it's like, right. We're, we yeah. all were created. So with something that is able to just like bring basically bring glory to this world it's like here like I have learned over the years like I was talking about at the beginning here of like opening up and saying why do I have this why do I have this well you know what now that I have it and I've opened up and I've shared my story and I've shared my struggles with depression you know the the issues with my family and husband and kids and things like that was that hard to open up yes absolutely but as I started to open up more and more what happened is I started to heal inside and I felt more at peace and okay with what I've been given. And other people were reaching out to me and saying, wow, thank you. Now I feel better, right? That's the whole point of all of this stuff because we've hidden so much, especially as technology has gotten more and more advanced over the years, we've hidden by, behind our computers, we've hidden in our homes, right? It's right, COVID's like, don't, you know, don't go anywhere. Don't touch anyone. Don't be near anyone. And I think that's the wrong message too, is we got to be around people. We have to open up and share now with now taking technology to the other end of instead of hiding behind it is now we can use it to our advantage to do things like have these podcasts, do video calls, things like that, and share our story with the world, share little tips and tricks like I did with communicating to people with different personalities and what we're dealing with. It's so important. Yeah, it's, it's so important, like you said, because we don't know what people are going through and we might have just brightened their day. Exactly, exactly. And what if, someone told me this a few years ago, and I think this is what really opened it up for me. What if by you just sharing a little bit of your story, you actually save someone's life? Is that, that's, you can't get any better than that. No, you can't. And so by you withholding it and hiding in your home and feeling sorry for yourself and those type of things, you're withholding saving someone's life. 
And you may never know who and how you save that person's life. And that's okay. Yeah. And I feel like God doesn't want you to hold back with your story. Exactly. He created you to have a story. Yeah. And whatever struggles you've gone through, he wants you to now get to Mm -hmm. the point where you could share it. Yeah, exactly. You're already living with a condition. Yeah, you might as well. It's not going to be like magically taken away, (laughs) y'all. Might as well, right? Mm -hmm. But you don't know. It might take you a while, several years to actually see why you went through all you've gone through. Exactly. And it's going to be a process until the day you die. And that's okay. And that's the fun part for all you sapphires out there. That's the fun part of learning that. And not any of the ones who are emeralds like myself, like diving in deep and figuring out the data and understanding and the pearls, like you get to connect with other people who have your conditions. Like I didn't, when I got my Addison's and like Facebook came out, all these Facebook groups and things like that. Oh my goodness. I was like, wow, there are other people out there that have the same conditions I do. Yeah. I feel more at peace knowing that I'm not alone. I like, I knew I wasn't alone, but like knowing I wasn't alone by actually seeing these people online. So, but yeah, so I'm, I'm happy I was able to share all this stuff with you guys today. (laughs) Thank you. So where can everyone find you? Well, you can find me everywhere. No. (laughs) So you can find me on VanessaMcConkie.com and that's spelled differently. It's V-E-N-N-E-S-S-A McConkie.com. And then I'm sure you'll put that in the show notes. I'll be on, I'm on Instagram at your autoimmune wellness coach. Um, I'm on Facebook. And then if you're looking for job search assistance too, with all of this that you're dealing with too, I'm on LinkedIn as well. Sounds great. I'll put that all in the show notes. Thank you for coming on. This was wonderful. I love learning about all the different personality types. Of course. Thank you so much for having me.